Welcome everybody, Pat Hilton, The Acoustic Force. I am here with the legend himself, Tim Story. What's going on, my friend? How are you? I just want to say you're looking good today. Let's let's talk about your outfit. What are you sporting today? Um, so I got the sport jacket on today. I'm emceeing an event in Tampa, and I brought my gear because you're taking time to dedicate to my growth and to the growth of my audience and my supporters. And so, you know, I'm doing everything I can to uh, – be successful as an entrepreneur. And that's part of the reason why I started this show is because I never really talked about what it actually takes, what goes on behind the scenes, you know, loading up your gear in the airplane and bringing it so you can set up in the back room and get a podcast done. This is the kind of gritty stuff that it takes to become successful. And the years and the years and the years and the years of work, uh, as you know, being someone who's been doing what you do for so long and, and bringing people up the way that you do, it's not an overnight thing. It's not. Hey, first I want to just tell you what a great job you did in Tennessee. You know, obviously you've been hosting, uh, performing, singing, writing songs for years, but you just did a fantastic job. Uh, you, your talk was great. And then just hosting as you did. So I'm excited about what you've done in the past, but also very, very excited about where you're headed in the future. So it's a privilege to be on your show today. Man, I appreciate that. And uh, as I was telling you before we kind of hopped on, um, everyone I know is a fan of you. And I, I never really talked about the calling from, from God that I've had since I was a kid of, I remember playing that first event with my trumpet in the high school band. And that was literally 20 years ago, 1999. It's, yeah. it's 2020 now. And I, I've, I've dedicated my entire life to this of, this is what I want to do. I want to host events. I want to produce shows. I want to make content. I want to impact people. And I want to, at the end of the day, make people feel good. It makes me feel good to make oh, yeah. other people feel good, whether it's laughing or singing or introducing or, or, or talking about my journey. And that's where this has really come to where we've kind of kind of hit on the same level here is that um, you're a speaker and, and you're very, very, very good at that. And you're world renowned. You've been everywhere from Oprah to you were just on 10x stage again and it took me a long time to get around the right people yeah that and makes it sense. it took me a long time to to really separate myself from the old ways that maybe were holding me back maybe the the booze and the and the smoking it up and I joke about that now I'm over 500 days sober now um and I know that you've talked about addiction I went and I got help yes so number one, congratulations on that. And, and But what you saw that it, addiction was not working for you. Yes, sir. And that, you know, I've never seen it work for anybody. And so I, I'm so proud of you for making a choice, getting the right people around you, right, to help strengthen you in that. And then what I see as a person that's been around for a while is that, you know, your, your calling called you and you responded. And if you don't mind, I'd like to go down that road for a minute. Is that okay? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, because uh, you, you had brought up this word calling. I, I just started writing notes. And th this is based on a speech that I've given before. Is it number one, you have a calling. But number two, you have to cooperate with that calling. Number three, you have to build your character for that calling. Number four, you have to have the courage to step out. Mm. Now, I was watching your Instagram this morning because you were talking about courage about how some of your friends around you were like, man, what are you up to? What are you doing? But let's go through the four steps real quick. Number one, you had the calling. 
You had to choose to cooperate, which is a choice. You had to build your character, which is choices that you made, like you just told me, and then the courage. Tell me about your calling. How did this calling call you? Um, so when I was a kid, we had a choice in grade school, third grade to be exact. We could either go to computer class or we could go to music class. And my dad had a huge record collection, you know, Santana and The Doors and um, Zeppelin and The Stones. And so I was like, man, I really want to join the mu music program. And so I picked the trumpet because it only has three buttons. So I figured, well, it can't be that hard, right? Well, what I found out later was the trumpet is all the lead parts. So anytime you listen to Star Wars or Jurassic Park or even like Back to the Future, all the big theme songs I grew up listening to, Rocky Balboa, that horn line is the main lead. Wow. I never thought about that. So the horn line, while it might be three buttons, that's the most important part of all the main movie theme songs and all these historical themes that you hear. And so I really embraced that. And it became a part of me growing up was I never really did too well with the exercises from the book, but I could play Star Wars with no sheet music. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's and wild. So, yeah, and so I started to really kind of feel it and kind of become one with the music. And, and we would practice, you know, bouncing back and forth. And as I got into high school, I started a band with some friends. And like we talk about getting around the right people, I got out of the same old high school group that I was in, the sports group, and formed a band with people from all different high schools. We had a female lead singer, a whole horn section, and it really got me out into the world and performing on stages. And that's when I really felt this impact of, there's all these people that I know from all these different high schools in, in St. Louis where I grew up, it's a pretty small town, everybody knows everybody. And I'm impacting people and people are seeing me do something that's, that's building me up. And, and it was just like, I didn't want that feeling to end. Yes, I and, love that. And so I've chased it my whole life. I've, I've dedicated my whole life to being an entertainer. And it's, it's led me to this entrepreneur space where, you know, we met at the 10X event. And if, if you saw the video of me introducing Tim in Tennessee, you know that, I mean, that took a lot of work to pull off because I'm not a big label artist with millions of followers, but Grant gave me that opportunity off of a handshake agreement. And I mean, what a guy. Yeah, I mean, that, that did so much for... What was already happening? Because because we're both spiritual guys, and and we believe that all we have to do is cooperate with what heaven has already said. Mm. So I mean, if 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 I could just go Bible on one verse, the Bible yeah. says, "You're His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works that were prepared in advance for you to do." So when people always ask me, like, "How did all this stuff happen? How did you become life coach to the stars?" Because I've been working with entertainers since 1992. Mm. And, you know, I'm coaching right now over 300 of the best entertainers in the world, not just in America. And so it was nothing I chased after. It was after, it was something that I became good at. And I believe the same thing happened to you. When you build your spot, God will put the spotlight on your spot. So build your spot and God will put the spotlight on your spot. And so, you know, God used Grant Cardone to put the spotlight on your spot. And so beautiful thing. So you got the calling, you cooperated with it. You had to build your character up. But let's talk about this courage, you know. It, it took you a lot of courage to get out there. Yep. Stay out there. 
right? But give me a, give me a moment besides 10x when you just said to yourself, "Holy schmoly, guacamole!" I might be onto something. So um, there was an opportunity that uh, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk was in San Diego. I lived in California for a while um, because I wanted to chase that dream. I wanted to take it to California and prove that I can I can play in the big markets and. Um, as I was making my way up the ranks in the bar gig scene and in the music venue scene, uh, Gary V announced that he was coming to downtown San Diego for a book event. And so I made a little song for the, for the Gary V thing and it, it ended up on his Insta stories and ended up getting on that event, similar way to how I got on the 10 X event and just showed up with my stuff and just like made it happen. Two of the biggest. Yes, sir. Okay, so to, to everybody watching today, I just want to say this, is that all of you have a calling, and um, you say, how do you, how do you know your calling, Tim Story? It's, it's very simple. You stop, you look, you listen. We become a nation of human doings rather than human beings. Mm -hmm. To be is to be in the moment, fully present, fully feeling, fully alive. So when you understand you have a call and you got to stop, look, and listen, you got to cooperate with it, which is not easy. To cooperate means you have to be willing. And I find that a lot of people are not willing. How true is that? Yeah, I think that's totally true. It's like a, it's like a mother saying to their son, throw out the trash. And they go like, nah, <laughs> they're not willing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Kevin Hart, as you know, is at 10X. And he was so awesome because he talked a lot about this, about cooperating with the vision that was in him and how so many of his friends did not cooperate. Mm. What, what else would you say about the cooperation side? Um, I think that the cooperation, you know, it's necessary. So you're going to do it because you just, you just have to, you surrender to it. It fills you up. You're only fulfilled when you're following that, that entertainment and that impact and that I can do it and that never give up. And, on the outside, it can look like this guy's going into the gutter. And, and, and my dad and I had uh, some friction about this. I quit a corporate audio job because I would do the tours. I got the corporate audio job to make dad happy after college. Yes. <laughs> and, and I worked it and I worked with some huge people, the Tom Petty's, the Madonna's, the Billy Joel's, the Elton John's, and I'm traveling all over. But I would take that money and I would book my own tours on the off season. And wow. I would, I would pursue my own tours and I'd go back, work the tours, pursue my own thing. And I eventually quit that job and came home to St. Louis from Las Vegas and started traveling all over booking my own tours. And everyone was like, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, you left. I thought we thought that was your, was your dream. And I, what I realized was it was a great way to get the experience that I needed to run my own shows and to pursue my calling. And it was hard that was where the friction started to happen with, with dad, because, you know, he invested a lot of money in, in my education. And our agreement was that I was going to work and, and pay the bills and, and I'm still working and paying the bills doing it. It's, it's 15 years later now, but at that moment, it was very hard for him. He's a man of God, uh, St. Louis, Missouri, been married to my mom forever and um, awesome dad. But what I was trying to do didn't make sense then. And I told you this before too, and it brings tears to my eyes because oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, 
he emailed me after that intro and was like, that's the best video you've ever posted was the Tim Story video. Wow. And I, I've never mentioned God on stage. I've never gotten emotional on stage because I never really talked about the real stuff until now. And so I don't care if I get emotional anymore because it's what needs to happen. Yeah, it's it what needs to happen, but it's also who you are. It's who you're called to be. Now, I want to just defend your dad for a second. Right. And your dad's going to watch it. So I, I look forward to seeing your dad in <laughs> St. Louis. But is that your dad had invested in you. Mm-hmm. Your dad had watched you and your mother, you know, since you were a child. And so most parents, they want their children to do so well, but they don't understand that there's a difference between usual and unusual. So watch how powerful this is. So I remember one day I walked into a donut shop and, um, this lady seemed to know all the people that were coming in. She'd say, hi, Tom, the usual. And the guy goes, the usual. Hey, Dave, the usual, the usual. Hey, Steve, the usual, the usual. So I was behind three guys and she came to me and she goes, what's your name? And I said, oh, I'm okay. And then I ordered what I wanted to order. Right. So I'd go there from time to time because that's part of my my mother's little connection with me because she used to work at a donut shop. So about once a week, I bring her some donuts and coffee and we like have this little exchange. So I did not want to tell this lady my name because I didn't want her to someday say, hi, Tim, the usual. And I'd say the usual. Now, so when you're a parent, sometimes we don't know our kids are unusual. So we invest in our kids maybe possibly going to college, and then you're gonna do the next thing, like you said on Instagram today, Insta story, kind of like maybe sell insurance, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But the thing is, is that you were not the guy in the line at the donut shop. And sometimes that's difficult even for parents to see that you were in a usual body, but you had an unusual calling. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. So that's why even in the life of Jesus, when Jesus started breaking out of miracles, they said, is this not the carpenter's son? In other words, dude, stop trying to be unusual when we know you're usual, mm-hmm. you're a carpenter. Isn't that brilliant? Yeah, it is. And and that's so true. And and like I said, it wasn't, it was never a, a negative thing or it wasn't that he didn't support me. It was just the father... I'm a dad now, so I have a two-year-old and I have a 12-week-old, and it's like the reason, part of the reason why I even waited to have kids or we even waited to get married is because I was sacrificing everything for this, everything on the line. When I was at that Tennessee gig, everything was on the line. Uh, Jonathan Frost hired me to do some podcast editing for him every month. That's a huge boost for me. So it's like all these little pieces start have started to come together. And like I told you, uh, my dad's not even on the internet or anything like that. And somehow he got that video of yeah. me introducing you and was like, wow, he's like, this is incredible. And, and, and Tim is a man of God. It's like, it's heavy, dude. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful time for 
a lot of us that um, love God and the things of God, and the Bible says that a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. Mm. And I think your gift to to sing, to write, to perform, to be comedic, to speak, to life coach, we're just seeing the beginning. Um, just because I like to to think about things like this, where do you see yourself in, in about two years? What kind of stages are we going to see you? Are you going to have your own Las Vegas residency? Well, what are we going to see? Um, I think that as I move forward, what I want to do is I want to be me. I want to be Pat. I want to be the the powerful acoustic force character that that I've stepped into. And that nickname, it's funny. I used to play a gig at a brunch in La Jolla, and there was an old man that came in every week and after yeah. church on Sundays. And I was so loud in the patio area for the college drinking kids that he came up with that name, the acoustic force. And his wife and their friends would sit in the dining room. They're like, we really like your music, but you're just so acoustic force. You're just so <laughs> loud. And so I took on that nickname. Like, he kind of gave me the name. I think that I want to bring that power and that energy and that, um, you know, that uh, I can do anything attitude out of people. Yes. So when you said the life coach, I, I, I used to kind of laugh at the concept of me ever coaching anyone, but it's this idea that everyone always says, man, you've got so much energy, man, you just put yourself out there, man, you just do whatever it takes. And it's like today, I got the camera on a little trash can and the mixing board. Anybody can do it. Anybody has this power inside them. You just got to let it go. And I think, okay. I think that's where this is going is the, the people that have hired me to do work for them recently and content marketing and making ads and building their podcasts and stuff are people that never put themselves out there before with the exception of Jonathan uh, online. And I'm literally launching their digital brands into cyberspace. And they're, they're the kinds of people that never posted uh, anything or never had a business page or an Instagram page. And they're getting all this positive feedback of, wow, you've got this incredible message. And thank God you ran into this guy because he's able to channel it into a way that you're communicating to the world. Yes. And, Everybody deserves to have a voice. And I think that that acoustic force, where it started as a nickname, I think is a power in everyone in this world. And I want to be a voice for the voiceless and be the guy that produces people and turns that star power on inside people. I think that's where this is going. It's happening. And it's a nice feel feeling, isn't it, to, to be in the middle of your favor. And, you know, favors on a person but favors also on a path. And it's one thing to have bling bling on your person, but be in the wrong path. And I see that with a lot of people. And I always say this, just because you can sing doesn't mean you ought to be on American Idol. Just because you're pretty doesn't mean you ought to be a model. Mm. And you have favor on your person, but you got to figure out what your favorite path is. And I feel like what's happened with you, you have discovered your favorite path and how good does it feel? It feels awesome. It feels awesome. And like I said, it's been a lot of emotion and it's emotional for me to talk to you about it because like I said, I never, I never talked about the faith before yeah. and I never, it was never really comfortable for me. It was something that it was inside of me, but that I never 
projected. And so maybe my message is even the loud, you know, wild out there guy has the stuff that he, he takes time to put out there too. So it, it's okay to have those things and it, it's okay for those things to take their time and to, and to blossom and, there is a right time to put it out there and that's why it, it happened when it happened. And I'm glad we were able to kind of share that moment. I love it. Well, thanks for taking the time to get everything together at that conference. You got to go back in the conference and I got to go back and do, do some work. Yes, sir. But, but I just want to say as a guy that has been able to watch you um, do your thing, which is to build up people, lift up people that I'm so proud of you. And uh, a lot of people that are following me are going to now follow you and vice versa. So thank you for allowing me to be on your podcast today. And I'm, I'm enjoying this divine exchange. Man, thank you so much for your time, Tim. And as always, keep doing what you do. And, and just thank you so much for being there for the underdogs. You're welcome. And tell your father and your mother I said hello. I will do. Thanks so much. Talk to you later. Life is good. Yes, sir. God bless.